Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is it is Wednesday. It's, it's, it's a new month, the 1st of August, 2018. The Business Leadership Podcast Live. It's a, it's a live radio call-in show where I speak to amazing business leaders, subject matter experts, and, and, and even thought leaders to discuss their latest innovations, current events, or sometimes best practices that will help you personally and professionally go, uh, grow. This call is brought to you by Dialogue. So if you like discussions and debate, you can host your own call and talk show over social media. Um, thank you. My name is Edwin Frendoso. My co-host, we're super excited. My co-host today is Nishant Sangavi. He's the CEO and co-founder at Ener- Energy X Solution, which is an energy management technology company, which is on a mission to enable homes and businesses to lower their energy costs. Super excited about our topic. It is, we're going to talk about the ugly side of being a CEO or a founder. So if you are joining us live, we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions regarding it, or maybe if you have some stories about being a CEO and you'd love to share it, you could just type it in in the browser or hit join us live. And we'd love to have you come on the show and and talk with us. So Nishant, how are you doing today? I'm good, Edwin. Thanks for asking. It's been it's been a good morning so far. I'm excited about this. Excited to chat with you. And uh, no, it's been good so far. And can you believe it's August already? Like uh, I know we're in the second. We're deep into the not deep. We're deep in the second half of uh, of the, the year. And I was just in a discussion last night at an event, and we we're like, oh my god, this third quarter is half done. We're going into the fourth quarter, and time is flying by. But uh, but uh, I guess that's part of the ugly side, right? Of, of being- it is. It is. And I mean, let's talk about the not so ugly side, which is it's been a great summer so far. Right? Yes. We've had awesome weather. I'm hoping August continues to stay that way. Uh, we've moved offices. So we're right downtown, which is, which is great to be in the summertime because you've got tons of restaurants and tons of patios. So it's, 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 been, it's been a really good summer so far. So far, But you're exactly right. I, time flies by. We're getting into Q4 pretty soon. Uh, you know, in comes with, uh, in, uh, in that comes new demands, new targets, you know, new things to do. So, uh, yeah, it, it goes by too fast, way too fast. It's way too fast, but that's, that's why we love it, right? Um, so let's just jump in it, Nishan. I know for myself... I've been an entrepreneur for many years and you've you've done a number of things from being, you know, leading sales teams to starting your own business. But entrepreneurship's, you know, in the social media light, it's very glamorous. People see it as just just see the Elon Musk's and and how amazing life could be if you're an entrepreneur. But let, let's let's dig down in terms of of how ugly it is or the realities of, of starting our company and, and what happens. And like maybe maybe you have some stories about this. Yeah, I do, and, and I'm sure you do too. So I think this is this is going to be a great uh, uh, a, a chat between the two of us to really you know get to know uh, the, the the truth behind it. And I mean, there there are sides of it that are great and that are exciting, and that's why we do what we do, right? We we we, fought, we find out or we found our own companies because obviously we're trying to uh, solve a pain. We're trying to create a solution um, that hasn't been created before. And, and that's the exciting part about it. That's, that's why we go through this, this journey. Um, but in that comes all the not so exciting stuff about that, which is the bare bones. 
depending on how you do it, whether you bootstrap, I mean, you've got challenges there because you've mm-hmm. got to be extremely diligent and frugal on how you spend your money. And and if you go the other route, which is what we did, uh, we we actually got investment in as we started. Now you've got a, you know a whole new uh, set of scenarios to deal with. You've got investors. Uh, you've got to really show um, uh, ex- uh, exponential growth year after year, which we've been we've been great at doing. We've grown nine times year after year, which has been great. But the pressure that comes with that, all the day to day stuff that comes with that, the different hats you've got to wear, all of that really adds up. So, so yeah, I mean, so let me ask so let me ask no. let me ask you about this, Nishan, in terms of. Uh, uh, because I, I, I bootstrapped my business and, and I mean, it's, there's a little freedom and I, I could hear, and I, I have a lot of friends obviously who, who raised, raised a lot of money. Right. But, uh, having that stress and, and that ugly part of that CEO, that responsibility, tell me about, about fundraising and how often are you doing it now? Or are you in a position to, and this is some parts that some business leaders, if they're just an the executive team, may not even understand if they're if they're not doing the you know they're just running the day to day, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know the thing I'll say about fundraising is as I've realized, you're always fundraising once you start, <laughs> right? So you know you've got to continue grow, continue to grow, and you've got to continue to get out there and show to the market and show to your investors that this is indeed uh, a company that is going to hit that that hundred to five hundred million dollar mark which is which is what we had set out to do when we started so we knew exactly uh why we wanted to do this um but it's 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 a it's a continuous ongoing process um we've done two we did two seed rounds and now we're just in the process of closing a much larger seed round close date is august 10th so we're quite excited about that oh wow and uh you know that'll really allow us to catapult and take it to the next level the, 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 the advantages of fundraising is you can really start growing very quickly. Um, I mean, you still have to be vigilant about the how you're spending your money. You've got to make sure your budgets are on par with, with how you want to grow. Uh, you've got to make sure that you are uh, continuously um, explaining to your investors uh, the, the strategy behind the business and having them on board. So that's a continuous ongoing dialogue. Um, but the point is that once you have those funds, you can really accelerate, which is which is exactly what myself and my co-founder wanted to do from day one. Um, I, I understand the bootstrapping side of it, which is, which is again, a, a, a different way of looking at it. I think the challenges are the same, though. Uh, you've got to continuously figure out the best strategy for your business. You've got to execute. You've got to get the right people on board. You've got to motivate your coworkers. Uh, mm. And at the same time, with investors, you've got a different set of uh, challenges and opportunities because you've got to keep them invested in the business uh, over time as you continue to raise. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, you, you raised some important points in terms of fundraising, motivating, ensuring that I mean, you're the number one cheerleader, right? Um, so when do you, as as a founder, co-founder, and CEO, so the, the main leader, when do you actually turn off? Like, you know, because that, 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 that in itself could turn ugly personally, right? Like, you, it's very hard to turn off, right? It's a great question. I want to get your take on it as well. So I, I am very lucky and fortunate enough to have a co-founder mm-hmm. who really complements what I do. And, and, and like me, uh, he doesn't switch off. And that's <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, obviously, there are certain things that, that 
that we don't discuss. But but I would say the majority of the business issues we do discuss. And so if it's three o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep and my wife is is, is fed up of listening to to the angst that I have. Yes. I know I can always give him a call and vice versa. And 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 that's that's been a saving grace for us. And I think that really helps. Um, so to to answer your question, uh, you know that's that's the that's the that's what I've used in terms of really um, propelling myself and and making sure that I've got a partner in crime um, that I can share things with, and then at the same time we're able to motivate the team together. Uh, when you bootstrapped and as you grow your business, did you have was it was it yourself or did you have co-founders on board with you? I have so for, for Slingshot, my telecom company, I have two co-founders. Um, very interesting. One one founder lives in New York, but it was a friend of mine from Toronto area. And then the, my other co-founder, believe it or not, is my, is my father, family members. So, oh, wow. so it's 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 really different dynamics in terms of working with family and friends. But it, I mean, communication is key, right? Now but, that's intense. Boy, it gets intense, but it's very. Um, for me, it's I, I love it actually. To be quite honest, uh, working with my father, you know, keeping doing things together. Um, but I mean, in terms of like turning off for me and balance, I found like I found running. I studied running a lot, and I uh, and that yeah. helped running without like music. Even like I don't even run. I just run, and whatever thoughts come through, and I try not to. I try to even not think about it because as any entrepreneur, any business leader, you know, you're thinking about you have so many different probably, you know, quote unquote, problems of the day, right? That you need to solve or there's an issue or who do I, you know, like, you know, it's business development, but I mean, it, it's just a saving grace. So, uh, I mean, that, that this was my, my whole thing, like, you know, being this cheerleader, always motivating and always trying to have that positive face, right? Um, outside of running, I have, I have different, like, I would say advisory group. I, I, and they're not like tied. These are people that I trust who are entrepreneurs, who've been entrepreneurs for years before me, and even entrepreneurs who are younger than me. And and I, I get together a lot. I, I talk it out, say, yeah, I got this issue, I got this problem. So it's sort of like mini mastermind groups. I have those type of things. So And it helps me because they're outside of my business. They don't understand my business. They don't understand this, but they understand the pains of entrepreneurship or leadership, right? So And, and honestly, nowadays, Nishant, this uh, this podcast and this platform, I, I get to hear and talk about different things, and I and I'm able to relate, and, and and it and I'm happy always to share, you know, the things that I'm learning from it. So it's uh, it's been quite a journey uh, for me, for sure. Um, if you are just joining us, uh, what we're discussing is the ugly side of being a CEO or or a co-founder, and you know the growth pains and how and how to build. So if you have a sh- story, a question to share, let us know. Um, join us on the air um, and discuss with us. And so, so Edwin, you raised some key points as well that I can completely resonate with. So one of the things I always do, and uh, it's six times a week, is is I'll, I'll hit the gym first thing in the morning. So I'm in bed around six o'clock, and we've been fortunate enough to build uh, a, a fantastic gym in our right right next to our home. So it's 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 literally a thirty second walk for me. It's it's uh, it's it's the saving grace. I mean, my wife's there. I'm always there. Our kids are there. It's uh, it's really what keeps me going. So I fully understand. I think I can relate that. I understand your running um, story right there because I I have to be in there every day 
just just going crazy and working out, and I think that really sets me up for the day. So that's that's a great one. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have to have three little kids, and and as stressful as that may sound, running a startup, I think that's saving <laughs> grace because really there's no talk about business when I'm with them. I they, they, they don't care, right? I have I have one child. I have a two year I have a two year old. So it's. Uh... It's great. I have taught all of them though before they go to bed at night to say close the deal together, and that's 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 our daily mantra, and we all say it as a team, <laughs> and and that's awesome. I love that. But besides that, they don't really care. And and you know, as as stressful as that is, it it is it is really great for me when I'm at home, um, especially for the for the few hours when they're awake. Um, you know, I'm not working. I am with them. I am focused on what they're doing, and and vice versa. Now, my wife may argue and and, and say that's really not the case, but it it, it is the case. Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah. So that's been my release, if that helps. No, that's amazing. Um, I want to just turn the topic, and it's interesting. It's something that uh, you and I probably talked about real, real quickly, but a lot of business leaders or CEOs really have to let go of of who. The, you know, their skills or their expertise to, to allow for the business to grow and flounder. Like, tell me a bit about yourself. I understand. I mean, when I looked at your career, I mean, you're a sales and marketing expert. So like, so what did you have to do, you know, and how difficult was that to, to sort of let go of that? Something that you believe or you are an expert in? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and, and it's a process. That's all I can tell you. So, you know, we, we started Energy X in mid-2016. Uh, we, we started commercializing our technology right off the bat. We started generating revenue a few months after we started the business. You know, we've grown the business nine times year after year. And that's been primary with me being, uh, you know, getting out there and selling and doing what I do best. I love yes. it. I, you know, I happen to be a uh, I happen to be a, uh, uh, I'm a sales guy who happens to be a founder as opposed to the other way around, right? So, and and we we have always been a sales focused organization. We'll continue to be a sales focused organization, and 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 that's what I bring to the table. So that'll never change. Mm-hmm. But as we as we grew and and as we accelerated and as we started going towards our third funding round, you know, it was very apparent to me that you know fundraising is a full time job in in its in itself, and it's going to be a full time job for me. Uh, for, for a long time, as we as we raise Series A and as we raise Series B and as we raise Series C, so the, the 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 challenge for me was how do I continue to fundraise and at the same time bring on key resources and, and experienced people on board at the same time work on what our strategy is uh, and and continue to make sure that we're we're uh, growing as we need to grow and then sell um, and it, it just got to a stage where the 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 wait for Energy X to continue to prosper was to transition from founder-led sales to uh, a scalable sales team, which we've done. We've had our we've had our first senior sales executive. He started with us a couple of months ago. He's a great guy, and I and I believe he's going to do well for himself. And my the onus is on me is to set him up for success. Mm-hmm. And he does that. The, the The round that we are closing in the next week or so uh, will be focused on accelerating our sales and marketing team and really ensuring that we now have a sales team to sell. So uh, to answer your question, that was a key skill set that I realized I had to, um, and, and not, not abandoned by any means, but, but really had to uh, move on from and make sure that there was a team in place that could take that and carry that forward. 
And uh, it is a process. I mean, there's there are many times I just want to get back into it and start selling again. And I don't think I'll ever stop selling. But I think what's going to happen is is the focus and the way I sell will change because we'll have many more people on the ground doing the day to day stuff and making sure that deals get closed. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I, I <laughs> I'm an engineer slash never worked in engineer, never computer systems, but and I, I've had sales jobs in IBM and I, I feel like all I do is sell. And as a, as a, as a CEO, you're selling the company. You're always selling. Do you miss closing the deals and going on the road? Man, listen, I, 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 here's an analogy for you. How do you know if an entrepreneur is dead? He's not talking. The day they stop selling and the day they stop pitching. <laughs> so we'll never... We'll never stop selling. There's no way. Uh, there's there's no way. Personally, I'll never. I'll ever stop selling. And I don't think it's expected for me to ever stop selling. I think my investors expect me to sell. Everyone expects me to sell. Yeah, yeah. It's the way you sell. It's the process. It's how hands-on, how day-to-day you are. How you can transition it to a scalable sales team that can take it forward. And and your role as a CEO at that point. I think that changes. Um, but I mean, I, 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 there's a there's a there's a great story about you mentioned Elon Musk when we when you started, I think, and uh, or, 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 or we talked about that in our in our pre-call. I'm not sure, but uh, there's a great story where where when Elon Musk was was running Tesla and it was in trouble, he got to a point where he had all his engineers picking up the phone trying to sell cars, right? So as as a lifeblood of an organization, you've got to be motivated and incentivized to ensure that your product reaches the maximum number of clients possible because you're solving a pain point. You're doing this because you know there's a need. You're doing this because you know what you're building is that solution for that need. So it is our responsibility uh, as a team to ensure that our product gets out there. So there's a sales component attached to everything we do, um, but the whole process and the structure and the people running in the forefront changes, and 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 that's the reality of it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's uh, that's huge. And thank you for sharing that story. That's that, that that's really great. Um, I guess for for you and your young company. I mean, it's it may seem young, but I, I'm sure it feels like you know it's growing as fast. Can you share perhaps some difficult decisions that you have currently made that that's really helping Energy X grow now? Yeah, again, great question. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the, the beauty of a startup is the ability for, for it to pivot and, and, and stay agile. And when we started EnergyX, uh, our premise was to work closely with utilities, which we still do, and, and, and help them run energy efficiency programs. I mean, some of our customers are some of the largest utilities across North America. So we've done that, we've done that really well. But in doing so, we built a very sophisticated, a very uh, um, uh, focused engineering audit that utilities could white label and roll it out to homes and businesses who could then go online and, and do this energy audit. And, and as we started uh, rolling the platform out, we realized that the, the, the true problem we're solving is not about homes and businesses doing energy audits. It's about homes and businesses taking action after they have done the audit and actually enrolling into energy efficiency programs or buying products and services or taking advantage of rebates and incentives above and beyond uh, what they thought was available to them. 
And that really allowed us to pivot our platform, not to focus so much on the audit component itself, but mm -hmm. to focus on what happens after the fact, the online marketplace, the links to the different rebates available, the opportunity to market rebates and incentives and products and services available to homes and businesses once we've identified uh, uh, an energy efficiency plan for them. And that was a pivot. We were able to do that fairly quickly. And again, you know, uh, startups who are agile are able to do that. And that really allowed us to hone in on our value proposition and accelerate our, our, our uh, a product development cycle and also accelerate our sales. So that's really one of the one of the decisions you've got to make in terms of you know your your business model when you start the company as opposed to what your business model turns out to be once you're in the market and once you're listening to your clients and once you're listening to your customers and also understanding you know why you're doing what you're doing. But that's I mean that point what what you just said there your last line sometimes that's really difficult for you know, there's two types of founders, really, or CEOs, right? One that really thinks they know what they're doing and one that says they don't know what they're doing and always listens to their customers, right? And really really hear and find the value and pivot from there. So that's that, that that's a little um, in terms of that feedback loop, right? And really yeah, and follow, following that, right? To your coworkers, right? So one of the things we've done, and, 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 I, and I love this exercise, is, is when we have our monthly meetings, we get every one of us um, and, 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 and the team's building and it keeps on getting larger now to talk about um, you know what we're doing uh, and so, so educate the rest of us in terms of the projects they're working on but we end uh, each, each person's presentation by them telling us about what keeps them up at night and uh, you know with that we realize there may be additional problems that we need to solve or there may be additional solutions that we can start looking at um, just based on the nature of people's work and their involvement with their clients in different levels, right? Or with our clients in different levels. So it's it's really the, the, the listening skills, I think, is something I've developed. I continue to develop. It's, it's a tough one because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very humbling experience being a CEO, especially when you realize there's so much you don't know. Um, but that's fine as long as you're willing to learn, as long as you can accept that. That's That's one thing that I've really learned to accept the fact that there is so much I don't know, and that's fine, because that's what learning and growing is all about. Yeah, no, that's right. I totally, I hundred percent agree. Well, walk me through your journey in that, Edwin, as as you've grown your business. I mean, for me, it was like I, I was. I, I come from the the world where I, I thought I know everything, right? <laughs> So that's your engineering background, right? Yes, yeah, it's my analytical, my engineering. My, my, my co-founder is an engineer, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And and then and then you pair up with me that knows how to build relationships strong quickly. Now I I feel like no one knows more than me, right? So it, it took it took me a long time to really let go of a of many things. I mean, being a CEO and a founder, I mean, you're starting the business doing everything, right? And then, and then when you get to a point for me, it's just like, okay, I did this process. I built this, it works. Like there's nothing else, but man, the first time I, I hire a project manager, for example, it's like, oh man, that's what a professional project manager does. Like he, you know, I thought I had it all perfect. Like in terms of my workflow. And then he, 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 he's like, that's a good job. But you know, a couple of days later, I'm like, oh my God, that's what it's supposed to look like. I mean, it's like, yeah why and didn't i do really, why didn't i do this later earlier right so it's really yeah. like humbling and then realizing okay you're right i need to start building people 
around me and getting the right people in place, right? So that that was my most difficult was really letting go or really coming to terms that yeah, Edwin, yes, you know, and you're you're quick to understand things. You know, I took systems engineering, so I have this vision of a world where I could put blocks together and quickly understand how things work. But that doesn't mean I'm an expert in those black boxes. These are black boxes, right? So, <laughs> well, Edwin, that's a journey itself. And, and and similar to you, when we started the company, we started hiring people for potential. And now we've gotten to a stage as 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 we've grown and you know as we start dealing with utilities across the border and 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 larger clients, we're hiring experienced professionals that you know that all you've got to do is you've got to you've got to give them their mandates and you've got to get out of the way and let them do what they need to do and and that's hard to do as well right especially because as 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 founders um uh, you are very hands-on when you start the business and you've got to learn how to let things go i mean that's that's my learning in on the sales and the marketing front to let things go because we've got the right executives and the professionals on board to do that you know my co-founder faces the same on the operations and on the designs and on the project management side of things, uh, but that's really your role as a founder, I think, uh, and as and, and and as a leader in the organization, to have the right experience around you, to recognize that, to appreciate the fact that you're able to do that, and then let them do what they do best, so you can focus on more strategic areas. No, for sure, for sure. Um, Kristen uh, messaged us on, on, on the chat saying ABCs. I guess it was from our, our early comment that we'll always be closing as, as, as CEOs and entrepreneurs. And if you are just joining in, uh, Nishant and I were just discussing some of the ugly sides of being a CEO, You know, whether it's in an early startup or, or a growing organization. So love to get, yeah, I mean, we're, we're slowly closing off, but if you have a quick question, let us know, type it in, in the box or, or join us live. Um, I, I'm super, super excited to ask this question because we're both, both you and I are sitting here in Toronto, but you spent many years in, in Netherlands and yeah, yeah. and you, you had launched, I mean, you, you had an amazing career over there. So why, why did you come back to Canada? I mean, I know, I, I understand you were in Canada before, but you started to launch here in Toronto and, and I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's an awesome question. I ask myself that quite a bit. Quite, quite <laughs> no, not that I don't like Toronto. I think Toronto is a fantastic city. It's very multicultural. It's 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 awesome to be here. Yes, Canada is a fantastic country, especially once you have kids. You realize how safe it is, and 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 what a beautiful place it is to bring kids up. Um, I think we came we came back from Amsterdam for a few reasons. My my wife is also Canadian, uh, but we met in Amsterdam. Uh, actually, and that's a great story. And and we ended up staying on in Amsterdam, and and, and we had our kids there. I was in the energy efficiency space uh, mm-hmm. uh, in in the Netherlands, and 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 Europe is really progressive when it comes to energy conservation and energy management. So it Definitely. was a great time to be there. I met my co-founder uh, in in Holland as well. We actually worked for the same company, so that was another key relationship for me. I see two of my most uh, key relationships so far have have been. <laughs> in so you know very very um, attached to that uh but it was it was time to come home our kids were little and uh, they still are but you know we were getting to a stage where we had no family support my wife wanted to come back home closer to family i realized that you know toronto uh, would be the place to grow especially given the focus on energy conservation energy management and how utility builds in ontario and so we took that leap of faith we came back and it was really 
very shortly after we came back that I realized that, you know, there is an opportunity here to start this business and uh, had a had a long conversation with my co-founder who then relocated his family uh, from the Netherlands to join me in Toronto. Uh, we got investors on board right off the bat and we started this journey. So it was a great decision to make. Um, but Amsterdam really, I think, was was the, the stepping stone. It sowed the seeds for what's turned out to be now a business that's that continues to be successful and continues to grow. That's amazing. I love that success story. And hopefully for those who are listening in, whether you're a business leader looking to grow and expand your company, you should definitely think about Toronto. Nishant will, will give you the personal tour. <laughs> so just make sure you let us know. Write it in the message down below but right before we end Nishan it's 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 an amazing conversation and I'm you and I could talk about many things about this I mean maybe you and I we get together and we just put let, let it record all the whole time but yeah, do well, you, we talked about that we talked about doing a live show right yeah. and, <laughs> let me tell you though Edwin it's been it's been it's been a great experience I can't believe half an hour's passed by so quick you're doing an awesome job I think it's an it's an awesome podcast. Uh, so much of opportunity, so much of potential. I'm glad you're doing this. I think there's a lot of key learnings for all of us uh, here. So but, you keep it well, up, man. Thank you. But before I before before I close, I want to two things. If you could just leave us the you know for the CEOs or emerging business leaders who are listening, one final tip to help them grow or perhaps where they're going, and also let us know where we can find more information about you and the company. So uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know where you can find me first. So you know, uh, besides getting to the gym every morning, I, I block quite a bit, and that's a release for me. It allows me to really uh, talk about things that are going on in my life, personally and professionally, and and may resonate with some people. So you can find me on Medium under my name, mm -hmm. um, and 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 you can read all about it. Uh, a, a final tip, you know, it, the, I I read a, a quote last night that I sent over to the, my team. And that still, that really, really resonated with me. And I'm going to try to remember to the best of my ability. And it, it talked about what the definition of hell. And in, 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 in that definition, it was when the person you, on your last day on earth, the person that you are will meet the person that you could have been. And, and to me, that tip is follow your heart, follow your dreams, live up to your potential. The, the, the easiest thing in the world sometimes is to be average. So go beyond that if you can and push yourself. And whether that's in your current role, whether that's finding your founding your own business, whether that's solving a problem that needs to be solved, uh, push yourself to do that because as you do that, things fall into place. It fell in place for us. It, you know, it's fallen into place for so many people I know who've really taken that leap of faith. So do it. There's nothing that's stopping you except yourself. So don't stop yourself. Nishant, I love that quote. It sent shivers down my back. Can you can you say it once again for the listeners? Yeah, the de I'm going to try again not to, to say it the right way, but the definition of hell is on your last day of earth, the person that you um, have become will meet the person that you could have been. Whoa, that's huge. Nishant, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for co-hosting the Business Leadership Podcast live. It was really a pleasure, and we should definitely try to get back on you to co-host in the, in the near future. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you for the opportunity, and this was a lot of fun, so I appreciate it. 
So the business. So for those who are just listening, this is this was the business leadership podcast live. It's it's an almost daily show. It, it airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at approximately eleven a.m. Eastern time. But this call is brought to you by Dialogue. So if you like discussions like this, or you want to debate about topics, you could actually host your own call and talk show over social media with them. Lastly, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check the business leadership podcast interviews where I sit down with, exclu- with with amazing business leaders and really discuss their personal journey and experience growing businesses and business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. Uh, this week's episode was with an award-winning author, Hal Elrod. He writes about Miracle Mornings. It actually changed my life, so I was really happy to have him talk about my morning routines and you know the five things I do. So catch it on you know, your favorites, your favorite network, I, I, where you can find on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, that's a wrap for the Business Leadership Podcast Live. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day. You're almost there. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.